Yeah. Well, I'm super excited, Aaron. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah. so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is the Chasing Greatness podcast. Like I told you earlier, yeah. Um, it's really conversations with people that inspire me. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, you are at the top of that list. So I'm super excited to have a conversation, um, to hear a little bit more about your story and everything. Uh, we were just talking off camera about you know some of the realities of business ownership and parenthood and, you know, survival and, you know, all of that stuff. But, um, I'm super excited. I think, you know, probably where, where I want to start is I think your story especially is unique and maybe it's because, you know, we've kind of gone on similar journeys together, you know, like parallel kind of paths, but like I was telling you earlier, I just think it's so cool. You know, I, I, I knew you when you were a bartender, right? Uh, you know, and then now here you are, this incredibly successful, you know, father, business owner, uh, you know, really just like building a dynasty. And the the transition from you know that life journey is is really what I'm excited to kind of kind of unpack. So I'd love to hear, kind of tell me about that. You know, I know that you went from bartending at the Lost Dog, which uh, you know, wish that that place was still around, right? Um, to real estate, then to Mountain Septic. Um, I want to hear when those transitions happen or why and kind of the, you know, your your path through it all. Yeah, well, you know, um, and thanks. It's, I'm flattered. Uh, everything you just said, it's funny, you know, to hear someone else say it. <clears throat> um, I'm proud of what I do, but when you're, you know, when you're in the grind um, and you're, you're doing it, sometimes you don't, you know, you don't, it, you got to step back <clears throat> and look at what you have accomplished and, um yeah, I mean, the law, I didn't start at the Lost Dog. I mean, originally I started, I moved down here in 2002, went to Fort Lewis, and I sold shoes at Big Five. Um, I didn't even own a tie, and I had to wear a tie, and so I went to the thrift store and bought like 100 ties, and so I could wear a different tie. And um, and that progressed. Um, I mean, I've worked at gas stations. I've sold, you know, I, I've done the Durango Tango and worked whatever job I could because Durango and the Four Corners is just such an amazing place to be. And when I fell in love with this area, it was like, what can I do? Um, and then I met my now wife um, and mother, both our, our two kids. She wanted to do the same thing. She managed to always have one job, but I'm like, whatever i'll whore myself out to any i just need i need to pay the bills and i want to make this work so um i ended up bartending i started at the at francisco's um i, I actually worked at Westside tavern formerly solid muldoons and then francisco's and then i moved to the irish embassy that's where i met your that's wife where we met and yeah. that's where we first met and then um I was there like four years, and then i uh, moved to the lost dog and was there for the last two years it was in business and uh, and while I was there, I got shark tanked by Tina Miley and uh, Tina and Tony. And they were they had Liz and I over for dinner and they were like, you should get into real estate. And this is why. And this is how we're going to help you do it. And we think you're going to be great. And so I jumped into real estate and um, I learned a lot. Um, <clears throat> I learned that. Um, it's hard work. A lot of people think you get into real estate, and, and you know Nicole sells real estate, and it's just easy money, and that's not how it is. Um, it can be. You pick that low-lying fruit. Sometimes you get a good deal. You know, you sell your mom, your neighbor, your former boss a house. But um, 
as time progressed, you know, it's it's hard living uh, commission based and raising a family. It was during real estate that we had our first child, Emma Jean, and then um, <clears throat> and then we had Sawyer four years later, and commission based um, pay and raising a family. It's hard. You got You got to. You got to put your, everything out there, and pretty much work all the time. Um, at least for me, that's, that's what it, what it meant for me. Um, and I think those that are successful in real estate, you have to find a balance, but, um, it's, um, uh, you do, you, you've got to be available. You know, I always joke that it's like, I'm on call every day, but I can take pretty much any day off I want with an asterisk. Because if I take that day off, I better have someone covering my business. Right. I'm paying someone or I'm trading someone or I'm making sure because if I don't answer that phone, you know. So that's not really what we're here to talk about. But like that transition to where my mind started looking for what's my out. Because I realized like as, as, a, as one of my mentors in real estate, and I won't name names, but if she listens to this podcast, she'll know exactly who she is. She said I was so great at real estate, but she knew it wasn't for me. She knew that I was I was destined to do something else because I didn't want to just sell my soul to the market. Um, I wasn't not that you have to, but that that's it, I, I couldn't I couldn't. So um, I went um, my my current business partners. We'd been friends um, about four years ago. Um, I think this plays a big role into what led me to Mountain Septic. Um, but uh, I used to drink a lot, and I was a very social drinker, a lot of it from my bartending days. Durango's a, a very – it's just a, it's a party town. I mean, many places are. I mean, alcohol is just very prevalent in our society, and um, not to talk down about it, but I'm the type of guy that when I have one drink, it turns me into a guy who doesn't know how to stop drinking. Um, and so one thing led to another and I kind of hit a, a bottom and, and my eyes were open to maybe, maybe I need to do something different. So, uh, a little over this was four years this ago, this was about four and a half years ago. Um, I made the decision to stop drinking. That was while I was selling real estate. Um, and it was a, it was a huge challenge. My daughter was two. Um, but, um, it was a selfish choice. I mean, I did it for me. Of course, my kids, my daughter, my wife, <clears throat> my career played a role. But, um, but I had to do it for myself. And um, through that, different friendships grew and blossomed. And um, Mark and Megan Galizzi, I became closer with them in that period in early sobriety. And little did I know at the time, they were looking for that same out. And they were looking for, you know, real estate's great. I can make money, but they have a family. And they, and they were both selling. Um, you know, uh, Megan was, was lead, you know, basically helping run Tina's business. Mark's selling real estate, you know, so they were both doing it. I mean, a family of realtors, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Liz and I joked. I was like, you want to be my assistant? She was like, absolutely not. Like, we spend <laughs> enough time together Never, as it yeah. is. So, um <clears throat> So, um, go jump to two, oh, well, almost three years ago. It'd be three years ago, like this coming November. Um, Megan and I got our kids together. They've got a couple kids. And I, or let's see, I guess Sawyer wasn't born yet. Um, 
or maybe he was born, but I didn't have him with me anyways, when we went sledding. And she's like, do you like real estate? And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I love it. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I, you know, it's like I, I, I'm on call every day, but I can take any day off I want. And I get to do this and I get to do that. And I've got this flexibility. And, you know, like Emma didn't go into daycare until uh, she was two and a half. And I wasn't so much a stay-at-home dad, more as that I was able to work with her. I was able to have her with me two days a week. My dad watched her two days a week. Um, and I had that flexibility. Most jobs don't allow for that, um, to have a, have a newborn, have an infant on, you know, on, uh, with the dad, you know, I mean, I get, you know, I'd, I'd go to dim, go to lunch with my buddy Dave and his son is about the same age. And people would look at us and they'd be like, Oh, isn't that cute? A couple of dads babysitting. Yeah. He's like, no, it's actually called parenting, you know, but it's not common for the dads to be the one with the babies. Um, so, um, anyways, <clears throat> I'm saying all that. And she's like, but do you really like real estate? And I was like, actually, I hate it. I was just going to say, you're just <laughs> such an optimist. I was like, actually, I, I hate it. I was like, it's con- you know, it's like I'll, I'll make two thirds of my annual income in one quarter. And then it'll and then. I'll have deals that, that get pushed out and pushed out and, and extended and or terminate or or the buyers are like, oh, thanks so much for all your time, but I decided to buy in New Hampshire. And you're like, what the, oh my God, you know? And and so here you were like waiting on this commission and then it's gone. And, um, you know, and so, I was, and then I'm like, well, wait a minute, why? And she was like, well, there's um, a company for sale, a septic company, and we're thinking of buying it. Um, but we need someone to run operations and you came to mind and I was like, Oh, okay. You know why? And, and she proceeded to flatter me with all this positive things that they'd seen in me. And they were like, we see that you're willing to put the effort in to provide for your family, you know? Um, and, and coming back to the sobriety thing, I don't think that that conversation ever would have presented itself to me had I not stopped drinking. Um, Because for me, and again, for those listening, I'm not poo-pooing having a drink and drinking. I mean, everyone's on their own. But for me, um, when I stopped drinking, I... My mind changed. My my outlook, my viewpoint changed on on a lot of stuff. Um, Positive and negative. Um, You know, I learned I don't like who I am in a lot of ways and I'm really hard on myself and I hold myself to way higher of a level, which makes it hard to be a boss because then I'm holding other people. Cause I'm like, I can't believe you're not putting in the extra effort. Because right. I hold myself to such a high level. Um, so it's like, I need to chill out. Um, so back to the story. So she tells me all this. She's like, you know, when you sobered up, you needed you needed to make money. You had a bunch of stuff change in your life. You went and started working nights at a gas station while you're selling real estate in a community where you know everybody and you sit on the board of directors. That. And like it was the most humbling and at times to me humiliating as I'm working at a gas station and some top agent from another office comes in to buy gas and sees me, who's you know, the acting vice president of the DAR board of directors and 
making decent money selling real estate, but not making enough money to survive in Durango. And and it was really cool. No so one, were you working you were working full time nights and then daytime real estate? I was working like three night shifts a week at the wow. Circle K and um and then selling real estate seven days a week. And sober. And sober. Which is I think really interesting because so uh I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. If you don't, I'm just going to talk. <laughs> you you mentioned something that I think is fascinating, um, you know, talking about like sobriety and that there's pros and cons, like good things about it and bad things about it personally. You sure. Know, that, um, so I'm actually today 63 days sober right, right about. Good for you. Um, when I started Ascent Digital, I didn't drink the whole first month. I, I, I did dry January. It was just like right. kind of like let me rock and roll. I just want to be the best version of me I could be, you know, type of thing. Sure. Um, and then at the end of June was my 33rd birthday, and I just decided to take a break. I've never really had a problem with alcohol necessarily. Best way I could explain it would be I never drank high volume, but I always drank high uh, frequently. Sure. Like, you know, one or two whiskeys a night. Sure. But, you know, night caps and whatever. So now I'm like, you know, two and a half months into sobriety. So I'm a newbie. You're a, you're an expert. I'm a newbie, but it's interesting that you brought up like these traits, the good and the bad traits. You want to know something funny about, I've noticed that I'm sensitive <laughs> and it's so yeah, weird, right. man. Like yeah. I, uh, I, I, I have to feel things now. And you and, know, Nicole's going no shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like my feelings get hurt easy. And I'm right. like, I have to, uh, you know, but everything's elevated in a really good way sure. too. Like Absolutely. I'm, I feel like I'm performing, I'm, I'm being the best version of myself possible, both right. in terms of a provider, a business owner, a father, you know, those types of things. I don't know if I'm going to ever go back. And I didn't, I didn't ever anticipate that. Like I never even thought that I would like tell people that I'm sober, right? like that I quit drinking or whatever, but it has had such a huge impact in two and a half short months that I'm almost now like proud of it, right. you know, like excited to, to tell people that, that, so I, I just think it's so cool that you're four and a half years sober and still had I'm trying to think the best way to, to describe that. Cause I didn't know you worked nights at the circle K. I oh, think yeah. that's remarkable. Like, <laughs> well, thanks. Well, I, because, I sure didn't. <laughs> well, it's indicative though of your character of like, I've got to be a dad and provide and, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Who sure. cares what people think about me? Right. Like I'm going to do it. And that's got to be, had to have been not only like the, you know, like you mentioned having a top producer from another office show up, right. it, but I mean, also like exhausting, like physically tiring. It, it was. And you know, and it, the, it, I'll always remember the one, I mean, I had several people and a few of them, I mean, no one ever said anything. No one was ever mean to me. Sure. But, um, you know, a few were like, Oh, I, I didn't realize you worked here, you know, and, and it was very much like, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. But um, uh, the one in one individual, one in particular, I like felt the need to. I was like, oh, God. And I like felt all, all of a sudden I felt like I had to explain myself. And he stopped me and he was like, what does it matter? He's like, it's good to see you, man. It's probably great networking. And I was like, oh. I hadn't really thought about that. Now, can I link any home sales to me working at the gas station? I don't know. But as you know, I I like 
I'm a people person. I like to talk to people. Sometimes I don't shut up. Um, I, I'm very social. And so as humbling as it was, um, it was fine, but it was exhausting. It was very exhausting. Um, and I, it's one of a, you know, a few jobs that, um, of my career of jobs that I really didn't give much notice. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm done. done. Yeah. Um, and, and they were fine. I mean, it was a, you know, one one of my coworkers, I kind of felt bad because I knew she pretty much kind of got the shaft on the shifts when I left. But at Circle K, it's a massive conglomerate corporation. They're fine. Right. You know? Um, and at the end of the day, it was a stopgap. It gave me, you know, I needed... Um, you know, the what brought me to sobering up was I, I totaled my car. I mean, I if you saw pictures of the car, I, mean, I got a DUI. I shouldn't have walked away from this accident. I shouldn't be here right now. Um, and no one else was hurt. No property was damaged but mine. Um, and needless to say, um, yeah, you know, I mean, well, PSA, don't drink and drive for many reasons. But um, it's very expensive. And... Um, and so that was part of it. And it was like, I need, I, I need money right now. And that allowed me to continue to provide for my family um, and meet those goals, wear me out, burn the candle at both ends, um, and humble me to a level that, because um, I was raised that, you know, some people, I, I read this, I don't know if it was a meme or a cartoon or something a while back that was like, it's like a mom and her son, like two moms and their kids standing on the side of the road and the, and the garbage truck goes by. And the one mom looks at the kid and she was like, this is why you need to go to school so you don't have to be a garbage man when you grow up. And the other mom looks at her son and goes, this is why you need to go to school so you're not ignorant like that mom and think less of other people for the job they do. Yeah. And that's how I was raised. Um, so, you know, like, of course, I don't want to work at the gas station. Um, but you know, whatever, um, it, 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 it did it. So, um, so did you have your, did you have a license? A driver's license? Yeah, I did. So the, not to get too deep into that, but, um, the way the series of events went that night, um, I didn't end up going to jail. They took me to detox, and they, in turn, did not take my license. So then um, I went through the paperwork with the Department of Revenue, Department of Motor Vehicles. Um, they ended up revoking my license for a month, but it wasn't when I worked at the gas station. After the fact. Um, it, was, it was just later in the process, and I actually was able to plan for it and structure. Um, uh, you know, I had to do jail time. Um, for it, and so it was. It was while I was in jail, and I had colleagues and coworkers, some some of the best realtors in our community, stepped up and were like, "How can I help you, Aaron?" Um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm um, I'm real grateful for that. You know, it's um, this community. You know, I think that um, a lot of what I do, whether it's Mountain Septic for my family or when I was working at Circle K. Um, is, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, we're all here, we're all in, it's like that we're all in this together, and, and, and Durango is just such an amazing community, and I'm so fortunate to have so many 
great friends. And, you know, I mean, I, I've known you and Nicole long enough. I mean, when I think I think I get, got you a truckload of gravel for your wedding gift. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> which, and, by the way, well, finish your thought. Well, I but, a... but I was but I remember you, you and I didn't really know each other that well at the time. I more knew Nicole from working with her at the Irish Embassy. And I remember you thanking me. Because I did that, and then you guys sold the place and and moved, and I don't know if that was to where you are now. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I remember you thanking me, and I to me it was it was like I don't know what's something you know like what's something cool I could do that you know is that something useful. And I remembered Nicole commenting how muddy your driveway was, and so I did that. And then I remember you thanking me like I think it was after you had moved out of the house, and um, and you were where you are now, and um, and. I don't know. I just like it made me feel good to know that what I did helped you guys out. Well, and um, it's it, I'm so glad you rebrought that up because you know it's even like you know you were getting a little emotional right now talking about like how the community stepped up or you know the impact that people made on you, which really for them were probably little things. You know, like I'm not sure what people did in terms of stepping up, but like buying me that that load of gravel. I, don't, I think I told you this, but in case I didn't, you should know monumentally shifted it, that single act. Like literally we got the load of gravel delivered and they, they, they poured it around this roundabout driveway, changed the trajectory of the momentum of owning that home to now like improvement and sweat equity. And right it, liter it literally changed my life. Like, isn't that funny to I think about? That. Like cool. people, I think that sometimes it, it's important for people to understand how massively impactful little things can be when we're kind right. to one another, you know, like for sure you bought, I think it was a couple hundred bucks, you know, a, right. a, a load of gravel. It, it was remarkable that because it was bigger than it, right? Like the, the, the act of buying the gravel was one thing, but what it did to my mindset and like my perspective on the home that I bought, right. it, it shifted my momentum forever. We ended up putting, you know, two years worth of, of sweat equity into it. But the first project was graveling that driveway right and then, you know, sold it, yeah. did well, afforded me the place to, to buy now. And we're still there to this day. Well, you want to know what's cool about that gravel? So it was a, a fundraiser for um, it was when I worked at the Lost Dog and, and Ann Morris did. I mean, we did fundraisers all the time had the front room set up and i can't oh i can't remember if it was um trails 2000 or ducks unlimited or, or one of those and c and j gravel had put it on there and it was like a load of gravel like 75 percent off and so i bid on it and i got it and i was like you know probably four vodkas deep and was like what the hell do i need gravel for because i don't need it at my house and and so i say this just being honest because like it was it came from the heart me giving it to you guys but like how i initially ended up with that and they was like good for a year so like i had that in my back pocket i had to use it and then you guys got married and i was and i remember nicole commenting about the mud pit of your driveway and i was like well that's perfect it's you just know? so it's so cool though that it's what a good reminder that our actions matter yeah. in a really positive way. Right. Like, you know, the fact that people st stepped up when you were going through a hard time too, and that like that clearly, you know, made an impact. I just think that that's like the neatest thing. Cause you know, you mentioned about the community and, and Durango and things like that. It every day just amazes me. People are generally good. You know, generally speaking, people look out for one another are kind 
And I think that you see that, especially in business, as, as a business owner. For sure. There's like a different level of, I don't know if respect's the right word, but it's like, like that saying of, you know, friends don't ask friends for a discount. Like, we get it in a different way right. now, you know, of like, right. got to support each other, like, fully. No, for sure. You know, and it's um, the, and you know who I'm talking to, friends who don't ask friends for discounts, bro. But that's <laughs> No all more right. free pumps. That's all right. I'll give you your discount. Look right at the you. camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know who I'm talking to. Um, no, you know, but it's... Um, it, it is. Those, those small acts, you know, I mean, it was literally getting picked up and taken to the office like three days a week for four weeks. I mean, it was and it was on their way. And like and so and they and I got reminded every day. I mean, I thanked them over and over and over. Um, it was Nicole uh, Newtlings and she's like, it's no big deal. But it was a big deal. Um, and, and so, you know, it, she wasn't doing that just like I wasn't gifting, giving you guys that gravel or bidding on that in the auction because I wanted some return. Yeah. I think you're going to make some like profound impact somewhere. Um, but it's like those, it just, it, it is, you know, and that's what I try and instill in my kids. Um, cause, uh, we live in a messed up world with, it's so easy to get caught in the spiral of whether it's media or, you know, I mean, it's like love's more powerful than hate, but man, hate. So it's just Hate's stickier. Louder. It's louder. It's stickier. And, um, and it sells and, yeah. you know, and, and so, um, so, you know, those, those little acts of kindness. And, and so when, so to bring it back to mountain septic, when Megan made those comments to me and then told me, Hey, this company's for sale, but we need someone to rot run operations and um and they're like and we want to we you know we want to talk more but we want to give you an opportunity to work your way into ownership um and and so you know um i had to think about it um but but the the it was such a kind gesture for for basically they were like we think you're amazing and we want you um that meant a lot um little did they know i'm a pain in the ass and um and and you know uh but but i guess that's that's what makes me me do you think (laughs) so i was listening i don't know if you listen to the modern wisdom podcast or not it's with chris williamson but it's a it's an awesome it's awesome content um but he has this this thing that he talks about often when you have the benefit of hindsight this slingshot theory which is basically where when negative things happen to us, most of the time, with obviously the benefit of, of hindsight perspective, the net positive is significantly greater than the negative that sure. occurred. The slingshot idea, like yep. be- mm-hmm. pull us back to launch us forward. Sure. Do you think that, you know, had you not gotten the DUI and, you know, gotten sober and all of that stuff, do you feel like that kind of sl- slingshotted you forward to Mountain Septic? Like, do you think that that could have happened? If you were still drinking, I do not, and not not that I don't. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for Mark and Megan. I mean, maybe they still would have presented, but I I don't think um, it's like the butterfly effect tied in with this slingshot effect. That like I don't know that my path would have gone. I don't. I don't. I mean, either I wouldn't be here, 
or um, or I'd just still be doing what I was doing. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I was having a great time. I mean, it wasn't that my life was was horrible. I mean, you know, everyone's um, relationship with alcohol is different if if you if you have a relationship or not. Um, and uh, you know, and mine, um, you know, was. I, 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 yeah, I guess to answer your question, absolutely. I think that a hundred percent, if, if I kept drinking, um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Um, I'm not saying I'd be in a worse spot, just different, but it would be different. And, um, you know, and that, um, I mean, I'd be lying if I said the last four and a half years have been easy. Um, you know, one of the, one of the benefits and curses of sobriety where in whatever stage you are two months two years 20 years um is you get to feel all the feels and um and you learn about yourself and you learn that like the world i i learned you learned you're sensitive well i think i kind of already knew that um i just my <laughs> I eyes, not you but i mean <laughs> me sorry i did not, not talking about you i'm sensitive too um and um and i and i've prone to react and not respond Uh, and that's you know that's and when it comes to business and running a business and working with clients and i'm every you know i've i've replaced a dozen septic tanks this year in a dozen different scenarios different weather relate you know different different climate different clientele different customers some of them are great some of them won't leave me alone some of them are absent um you know um, you know, and, and it's, um, I, you can't, if you react and instead of respond, um, it's just not good for business. Um, and so my, my biggest struggle and I, and I would hopefully my wife and Megan would agree that my biggest growth point is um because what 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 ends up ended up happening with me is so i i i'm so strong at work and i do my best to respond and not react and do my best and then on the personal level my friendship with megan my my relationship with my wife because we're so close um um and Mark too, but Megan and I work more day to day. So that's why I'm, I'm saying Megan's name, but you know, it's, um, I, 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 um, I end up reacting with them and, and not responding. And that's hard. That's hard to work with. Um, and if you don't see it, you don't, you know, you, you, you don't know what's going on. And then if you're just constantly being told, well, you're doing this wrong and this, you know, well, well you end up putting these, these walls up. And, um, and, and it's fucking hard, um, and it's exhausting. And I would like to say some of my biggest growth has really been looking inside and being like, am I actually mad at Liz or Megan or whoever it is, or am I just exhausted? Am I'm tired? I'm hot. It was 140 degrees every day in July and I'm working outside and in septic and my, <laughs> one of my favorite my best friends, Liz, I love her so much, is like, oh, God, it was hot today. And I'm like, what? Are you joking? I'm like, you work inside, you know? Well, that's not the – that's – all of a sudden I'm being an ass, and it's like 
albeit maybe my feelings are justified, but like she doesn't deserve me to be an ass. And, um, and I think there's a lot of people out there that don't know that side to me, but, um, but I, I, you know, the world frustrates me and in turn, I'm, I can be an ass and, um, and, and I try so hard not to be. And if you, for any business, any business relationship, um, it just, you're going to work better with anyone, whether it's, whether it's a, a colleague, a competitor, a client, um, a business partner, or just getting off of work from the day and coming home to, to your wife or your husband or your kids, um, to, you know, to like check in with yourself and be like, okay, you know, wh where am I at right now? And, um, and am, am I annoyed because I just came home and the dish rack is not stacked how I would stack it? Is that really why I'm annoyed? Or am I annoyed because I, I, you know, work sucked today or work was hard or, or, you know, or it's, or it's bigger than that. And I'm, you know, cause I get to feel bringing it back all the feels, yeah. you know, I, I, I lost my best friend nine months ago. Um, I mean, he, he died in front of my eyes and, um, some days are just hard and, um, and it's so easy to just be angry. Um, but two things come to mind when, when I go down that path, one, I hear him be like, bro, is that really what you want? Like, is that really solving anything? And I hear him, but, but the other, the other side of it is like, okay, feel those feels, acknowledge it, know that it's there and then come back to the present. All right. I still got this job to do. Do I want to do it angry? Cause that's no fun. You know, um, so some days it's just, you know, some days it's life. Some days are just hard. Um, but has that been your primary emotion with from the loss anger? Um, anger and loneliness. You know, we were he was my closest friend. Um, he knew he knew me better than my wife. Um, and Liz knows me really good yeah um and you know i think um yeah you know i think a lot of um uh, yeah you know anger anger and anger and loneliness for sure um i you know i learned in sobriety that the world pisses me off that i get annoyed very easily um, and when Dave died, um, it just really shined a light on that. Cause it's like, why, why, you know, here's this, and we all have our flaws, but to me, it was like, here's this awesome guy who's no longer with us and someone's doing something to where I'm just like, and yet you're here driving 20 miles an hour under the speed limit. I mean, obviously not a big deal. And maybe I need to like chill out and slow down because look, my job's still going to be there when I get there. But it's like, yeah, just, you know, um, I think anger, um, and, and, um, you know, and, and that, and a lot of that was anger at myself. Not that I couldn't save him, 
or like why him and not me but like all of a sudden it 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 got me questioning everything yeah um were you 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 were literally physically together weren't you we were yeah yeah um i mean i i um we were snowboarding at perg and he went off a cliff and and i the only reason i didn't was i didn't have my earbuds in and I heard his board scrape, and it caused me to look up, and I stopped, and I just barely stopped, and wow. I just went off the cliff with him. And um, and you always have, you usually have your earbuds in. No, fifty fifty. Okay. You know, um, I've become, I've, I've, I've stopped wearing them. The biggest reason was because Apple. If you're listening, your stupid phone design, and you got to have the little dongle dangle thing, and you know they I, make they make wireless ones there. Oh, <laughs> I know. And then my battery dies. You know, I'm always on my phone. I'm always working, so I got to conserve that battery. Bag. Right. <laughs> um, Bluetooth is 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 rough on your phone battery, but I but I mean I joke, but it really came. I've stopped wearing headphones a lot when I mountain bike, when I snowboard, because um, mainly because I just didn't have the right setup. And um, and and now, oh, I mean, maybe it's in a way to me, it's like it allows me to be more present. Yeah. Um, and I'd kind of been doing that anyways. I mean, the sound of a snowboard like cutting through fresh powder, and I'm like deaf. I can't hear, especially as Liz. Like I'm, I, I'm so deaf, but I can hear that, and it's like in hearing like the wind and, and carving through the trees, and um, and then all the crazy yahoos that are on the mountain, and all of a sudden you hear something. It's like, oh my god, and someone's flying down the hill. You know, I mean, avoiding impacts with other skiers, and um, so you know. Um, so did you? And and if it's too, you know, I don't want to like pry, but. Uh, did you do CPR and stuff like you were, or it was? I did. I did not. He was. He was alive, um, and um, I mean, he he. Um, it was traumatic chest and and head. I mean, he had a helmet on, but it was, it was, it was. You know, he was breathing when I got down to him, and um, you know. Um, so no, I no, I didn't. I mean, I was with him. He made it about twenty minutes, and and then, um, you know, and but you know, with all that bringing it up, you know, it took me, um, you know, it took me a while to realize, but um, you know, I've I've found some peace, and it's a, it's just a fucked situation, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, and there's a lot of people out there, you know, the community. Talk about the community reaching out you know i mean i found out I've, I've got you know a handful of friends that have been in a very similar situation you know we live in a we live in an athlete community yeah um you know i joke with i mean you're a runner you've got you you're you're way more fit than me um i'm more rolling the dad bod over here um but I raft and I mountain bike and, and I snowboard and, you know, and I hike and I mean, I'm, and I'm, I mean, all you CrossFitters out there, I CrossFit for work. Yeah. I'm schlepping materials and, and I mean, I'm, you know, it's, um, it just, it is, you know, it is what it is. And, and so with that, I mean, the, the, the level of, um, that everybody around here 
you know, I mean, whether whether they're riding horses in the backcountry, rock climbing, kayaking, mountain biking, road biking, I mean, everybody. I mean, it's it's almost it's it's almost intimidating. I mean, you've got kids bringing bringing my kids in. It's like can't they can't they just have fun? Right. I'm like like the Devo program. Like holy cow, trying to get my kids into that, and it's like cutthroat. And it's like you know, I mean, and and there's there's this level of. Um, if anyone who has kids in Durango can relate to this, that it's like, oh, how old is your kid? They're not, car- you know, oh, oh, they're five. Well, when my kid was three, you know, they were carving, you know, they were carving down demon and, you know, and they, and they were mountain, you know, test tracks. They were, you know, and, and I mean, it's, 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 it's so our community and so much of it I love and so much of it drives me nuts yeah. because on the flip side, I mean, my daughter's seven and she has over, well, well, she'll be seven on Friday. She has over seven hundred miles river miles under her belt. She's I, well, it, already learning to. Is it her a Instagram river runner? River runner yeah. machine. I mean, it, you know, and so so I'm guilty of it too, but it's it's because it's just it's our community. So inevitably, when you're whatever sport it is, I mean, a lot of these sports are risky. I mean, you know, I've I've you know Dave's the closest friend I've lost, but um. You know, I but I've I've known at least five people that have passed, whether on the river um, or backcountry skiing, um, and it and it sucks, and it's um, and so, but that's the risk. Um, you know, it's uh, there's I don't know. It's a well, risk. and it's like this this dilemma, you know, right? Of like, I don't know the pros and cons of the lifestyle here in Durango. On the flip side of that, though, is like we're living. You know, like we're, 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 you know, you mentioned being present or whatever it is. And, you know, I, I wrestle with that and I, I find myself having anxiety creep up, creep up now because, you know, every weekend there's a new story of a new, I was telling you just today, like there's another guy lost, you know, like all that stuff. But I do feel like it is facilitating a community of folks that are like all in. In a good oh, way, you know, like sure. trying to live life to its fullest, find yeah. some balance. And, and we were talking about you camping with your, you know, with your kiddos this weekend yeah. and stuff like that. Do you, and, and I want to get back to Mountain Septic after this, but um, was it challenging to stay sober after, after he passed? Absolutely. hundred percent. You know, um, I mean, it just gave me chills. Um, you know, I thought. If I if I'm gonna relapse, now's relapse, the time. Now's the time, and no one would judge you. You know, um, and then I'd hear Dave, bro. You don't want to do that. You know, he was. I was with him that night when I got my DUI. Um, last drink I had was a shot of Patron with Dave at the Diamond Bell, and um, and then I went and drove. And he tried to get me to not, and I was like, I got this. And he was like, Whatever, you know, because I was I was like, Dude leave me alone. I'm doing my thing. And yeah, I mean, You're just, an adult, you know, yeah. I'm an adult and he was doing what he could do. And, um, but he, um, he was one of my biggest supporters, um, in sobriety and, and, um, you know, and, and, it, and, and I'm so fortunate that, um, you know, I mean, I guess it's, um, for my struggles with thinking well of myself, I didn't lose many friends when I sobered up. Um, you know, I can count on one, maybe two hands. Like, and that's typically not the case. A lot of people, when they quit drinking, either they're not comfortable to hang out with everyone. You know, and for me, 
um, for better or worse, it was like, yeah, no, I can't not be social. Like, I'm going to jump into something else. I'm going to, you know, and, 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 it, and it's a real common trait to, um, if you sober up to fill that void with something else, you know, sex, work, um, running, running sports, you know, whatever. And some are healthier than others. Um, for me, um, you ask anyone who knows me well, I'm always doing something. I, it is so hard for me to stop, um, which is exhausting, but I mean, I, I, I've got a, I've got a studio space. I paint watercolors. Um, I love to cook. I'm, I'm active outdoors. I'm, I'm remodeling and working on my house constantly. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I volunteer in the community. I sit on the board for Animus River Days. I volunteer for SOS um, Snowboard Outreach up at Perg. Um, you know, I, I'm as active as I can be in my kids' lives. Um, and I work 50 hours a week, you know, running running a company with with my business partners. And and um, and and then I go camping on Labor Day weekend and and then driving home when it's just me and the kids you know, come downtown on Labor Day with a camper on my truck and like find a place to park and walk downtown and get them ice cream and then like stop in and see friends at a couple shops downtown and then go home and change the oil in my truck and sewer scope my sister's sewer before taking a shower and going to bed. Like what is wrong with me? But <laughs> you know, but it's like some of it I love. Um, and, um, and some of it is, is because that's, that's me filling that void. At least you're shifting the energy though into like productive, healthy things, you know? And I think that, you know, even like the challenges of staying sober with such a significant loss or those things. Healthy like that. is a cautious word <laughs> yeah, there, but, but yes. But it's productive. We'll stick productive. With, productive we'll stick for productive. sure. But I do think that, you know, those ideas of like having to feel it, I'm curious your perspective, like as as miserable as it is to have to feel these things, you know, would you trade it? Like, would you, would you rather not feel it or would you rather feel it and, and know that like you're experiencing all of life? You know, when Dave died, my relationship with my wife managed to crumble. My relationship with my business partners managed to crumble. Um, all of a sudden health issues started popping up. I'd had like a couple trips to the ER trying to figure out what was going on with me. My finances all were everything was catching up with me of shit I hadn't taken care of from years ago. Um, my relationship with my dad went down the tubes. Um, my sister and I, who were really close, our relationship struggled. Um, and um, jumping into a bottle or just simply ending it. Um, were daily thoughts for me. Um, and, um, uh, you know, um, fortunately, uh, through communication, and this is going to come back and play a role when we start talking about Mountain Septic, um, through tough conversations and communication with my business partners, um, some boundaries were set. And some, some more defined 
definitions of our roles within the company mm. were were brought to light, um, and 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 respect um, and understanding were found um, where resentments were being born, um, and instead it was like, well, no, here are some boundaries. Same with same with my wife, um, you know. Um, Liz and I, fortunately, she's stubborn like I am. And um, for better or worse, you know, um, we love each other and we want to make it work. And marriage is hard. Um, you know, my health, well, it is what it is. I mean, I'm 41, about to be 42. Haven't always taken the best care of myself. High mileage model. As I am. Um, but, you know, um, I don't know. We don't need to talk much about that for me right now. I'm just like, whatever. We're pushing that out. But, um, you Deal know, with one thing at a time. Um, finances, it was like, I got to figure this shit out. I'm not, I haven't been 20 for a long time, but I'm not doing my 20s anymore. And I can't just be like, whatever. Um, you know, um, and, and it's hard, um, but I'm, you know, I'm finding it through. And, and it's because it, 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 through all of that, it's been communication. It's been communication either with those around me or with myself. Um, and, and so a big outlet for me is painting. I, wa I watercolor paint. And I, my mom's got a – when I was in real estate, I sold my sister and my mom houses that are, like, right next door to us. And my mom's got a detached garage that she let my sister and I turn into a studio. And it's great. Because I'll put the kids down after a long, stressful day, and I go over to the studio. I put some hip-hop on, I listen to some music, and I paint. And, and, I, and I love it. And I've got a buddy from high school that's like, dude, it's kind of weird, man. But he's not an artist, you know? And, and, and I just, I, I love it. I just, it's, it's a freedom of expression, and it, and it allows me. But it's in those zones that I'm able to communicate with myself um, and be like, so what was going on today? Are you really pissed off at so-and-so? Or are you just fucking sad today? Kind of like the vehicle to process. You know, like to, to get the emotions out or like decompress from the day, kind of process sure. the, why the emotions are the way they are. Absolutely. What a great way to do it, too. Yeah. I think coming back to Mountain Septic, too, which I think it's so fascinating. I knew this was going to be a good conversation, by the <laughs> way, so I'm so grateful for it. But, you know, I think that... It, it's, bear with me while I try to tie this in, but we talked about, you mentioned earlier, you know, that story of the two moms and the kids and the trash driver, right? right. And, uh, you know, that CSUN, that's why you need to go to school and CSUN, that's why you need to go to school. I think, um, and it actually, it, it ties into to you working at Circle K. Um, there's, you're clearly a man of so much depth and complexities and, you know, like literally an artist, and a baker and a you know father and like all these cool things that make you who you are. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions that people have, especially when it comes to blue collar work, is that there aren't those complexities there or, you know, in intelligence isn't sure. there or whatever it might be. Um, and so I, I, I want to learn more from you this idea of like, because I, th I think it's the same reason why you worked at Circle K, to go into septic. You know, like, 
most people, I think... It's the best career change I've ever made, even though it was a shitty one. (laughs) I was going to say, now you're in the shittiest industry that there is. But, um, you know, I think so many people aren't willing to take risks or to do things that they think would fulfill them because of the fear of perceived judgment. Like, I don't want to go into septic because people will think I'm you know, because people look down on me or I don't want to work at Circle K because of, you know, how that might look. And I think it holds a lot of people back from their dreams. Like we're experiencing right now a tremendous shortage in, in, um, skilled labor. Oh, for sure. And and so I want to hear, you know, first of all, why septic? And I also want to hear kind of your, your perspective on that of like, because my guess would be, and don't say anything specific, but that you're making way more money than you ever made way more success than you've ever had. You're obviously like working really hard, but I can see the business thriving, you know, at least from, you know, and I I know there's realities there, but at least from, you know, what I've seen, it seems like the business has grown a ton. I mean, I see these new clean, shiny septic trucks and like all these things that you guys are doing right. Um, And I think there's a lesson in that for like, even though it's septic, you know what I mean? No, for sure. You know, I mean, and, and you, you know, the the skill, the skilled labor, um, our generation. Um, I don't know. I guess what, you you might be ten years younger than me. Same but generation. Same generation. I'm a high mileage model too. Yeah, you, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> whatever, dude. Um, no, but I mean the, you know, um, anyone, you know, I was raised, you know, my parents' generation. You went to college and and then, you know, you could have a single income family and afford a house um, and raise a family. Um, I mean, that was a thing. And that stopped being a thing in the 90s um, Our, you know, some people blame the baby boomer generation for it. Um, I think it just um, it's capitalism at its finest. And it was just a shift in, in our, in our, in our country and our, in our culture. And, um, and, and it just is what it is. And here we are. And now, you know, um, you got to make really good money to raise a family and buy a house off of one income. Um, and, but what I was trying to say, I guess, is that I was raised that you go to school and you go to college, you take out student loans, you go massively in debt, um, to get that degree. Well, what happens when you have 90% of your, the youth leaving high, you know, high school graduates doing that and nobody's going into skilled labor? I mean, I have a buddy that didn't go to college. He started working for his uncle with his contract construction company right out of high school. He now runs the company. He's worth way more than I, I am. I mean, he's, and he's, He's been making really good money. He's put in the work. He's put in the time. It, it, it's not like it was easy, but he lives in very comfortably now, and he loves what he does. And um, you know, and and from a certain viewpoint, he's viewed as lower class because he doesn't have that college degree. Now, I went to five years of college and I never graduated. I never finished because. I just, I got, you know, combination of things. I know my drinking played a role in it, but a lot of it was I needed to make money to survive and working became more important than going to school. Um, and I reg- do I regret not finishing college a little bit, 
but I learned so much for I me. Mean, it was to me, it was all about the experience. So it's like, but like, there's a stat I heard recently that I think in 15 years, 65% of the workforce within the plumbing industry will retire. Yeah. Like where? And we're going to be desperate for plumbers. We're going to be desperate for plumbers. And I am not a plumber. I'm an outside plumber. I just deal with septics, walls in. And, I, and I'm saying this from experience. I remodeled my bathroom last fall and I did a $40,000 job myself and it cost seven grand and maybe 15, 20,000 of my labor. Um, but I learned that inside plumbing, like, wow, no, thank you. Yeah. Like it's to me, I mean, I have a friend who's a master plumber and, um, James, he's awesome. And he, he hooked it up. He, I bounced ideas off of him. I'd send some photos and I'd be like, option one two or three he's like holy cow dude not two or three like no 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 or he's like well that looks great but it's got a, this has to be six inches off the ground and 18 inches below this stud and you know and um there it it's a skill whether it's plumbing whether it's electric whether it's septic whether it's it's construction my brother-in-law's a, a, a woodworker i mean he does finished trim work he is an artist he is so smart irritatingly smart when it comes to woodwork and he's he's a genius to me like what you know i say irritating it's just because he's got such an attention to detail where i'm like yeah whatever good enough enough (laughs) when it was some of my woodworking but you know but so um so how did you learn septic then like you didn't have the buddy to text a picture to no so i i classes um you know there's to me it's, it's funny i i find it funny it just makes sense i mean it's in in a lot of ways it's not overly complicated um i was fortunate enough to um i i feel that all my past jobs everything kind of like has led me to here interesting um and i i really believe that i mean on on so many levels when when mark when we when mark and megan when we ended up sitting down you know we did it right i mean well so the company we were going to buy ended up backing out of the deal and we'd already been given the blueprint and we'd also been shown that there was a need. So we were in real estate and the plot of County changed regulations to where most pretty much all of the country east of the Mississippi or east of Nebraska um, has been doing this for 40 years. But, you know, the you're, you're required to inspect and pump your septic system. Um, when there's a, a transfer of title, when, when a home sells. So we're in real estate. This comes down the pike in 2019. We got, a, we got a call an inspector. So we find an inspector. They come and inspect it. Cool, now you have to go and pump it. So now we got to call another company. So we call a company. They no go one was doing it. both. And then we got to deal with the health department. And the health department, they're struggling to like get all this under wraps themselves. And they got a bunch of irritating, demanding realtors. Like, where's my paperwork, yeah. my deadlines. I'm closing on this date. I need this done. And they're like, who are you? I don't care who you are. I don't care about your deal. I heard from a certain individual that if a realtor, you know, would break the, I don't think this is the case anymore, but at one point, if a realtor brought a transfer, a title application in, he'd put it at the bottom of the pile. Cause he didn't want to deal with them. Um, almost as a, just, I'm going to stick it to you. Like you don't, you are no better than anybody because you're a realtor and, and realtors are amazing. Some of my closest friends are realtors. I love 99.9% of you. The one that I don't like, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but I, you know, the, 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 um, 
So did you did you guys identify you realized that there was people doing part of what you do, but no one doing all of it. Right. And, and you thought oh, we can do it better because we can combine all that. So we, we, one, we saw, cause so Mark, Mark's an entrepreneur, you know, he, world domination. Um, you know, he want he, it's, he sees opportunities everywhere. It's, it's amazing the way his mind works. Um, he's a very numbers guy and the way he, he, and so he looked at it. And he saw the numbers. He saw um, the reality that, like, so certain communities in Las Vegas, for example, the sanitation districts are paying homeowners to get rid of their septics and tie into central sewer. Vegas is not where you want to start a septic industry, right? A septic company right now. In Durango, um, there's, like, 35,000-plus septic systems in La Plata County. Wow. Um, and like 75% of them are between 30 and 40 years old. And the average life of a septic system is 30 to 40 years, depending on a lot of factors. Um, you know, the use of the system over that time span, the type of septic tank, the, the material, the size, the soil type that the, the leach field, the STA is. I mean, there's a lot of things that play into that role. I've, I've inspected systems that were 60 years old and functioning great. Um, and I've inspected systems that were 10 years old and it was like your tank failed and you got to replace it. So, you know, there's a lot of factors there, but, um, so La Plata County, that's why they enacted the change. They all of a sudden it was starting to be brought to attention that there were failing systems that were going unchecked. And if, if anyone listening has been in the West long enough, water's gold. Our groundwater is so important. Um, and it's, it, this isn't Minnesota land of, is it Minnesota land of 10,000 lakes? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, it, it, <laughs> but water in the well, West, but the water in the West is, you know, I mean, it, I mean, people get shot over it still, um, you know, and so we need, they, they were, they realized they needed to protect that. So that's where a lot of this came down the pike. So we saw one, Mark saw those numbers. Um, and then we, we looked at it and we're like, well, how can we create kind of a one-stop shop? Um, and bring what we between I mean between the three of us we've got like forty years experience and forty five years experience in real estate right. of serving clients of networking of um, of troubleshooting and and getting to the closing table working with someone on the other side of the table that drives you absolutely nuts right. but you put a smile on and you find a way to negotiate and you find a way to make everybody happy you don't need to invite them over to dinner with and and you know to your kid's birthday party but can you do a deal with them and have everybody walk away you know the, the, you know there's there's um I'm not going to say it right but there's like the zero sum game or where it's like it can be lose 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 win or win win and you know and so so how can this negotiation work out that so so we we took that and we saw that and then Mark and Megan saw with me they're like you love talking to people and they're like we we don't want to be the face of the company. We don't. I mean, Megan is so involved in every every daily action because she, you know, she does all of our booking and scheduling and ninety percent of the work with the health department, and um, she puts up with me. And <laughs> no. uh, I mean, that right there should earn her like a 
I don't know. She gets a badge really cool. or something. Yeah. You know, she's the best temp worker that I ever hired. No. But um, she couldn't do shooting the shit with Shank. Well, you know, so that, so that, I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually the only reason I wanted to come on this podcast. <laughs> um, oh, hey there. My name's Aaron Shank. So I was sitting at Perg and we were talking through this, this whole business idea. And I'm like texting. And so I do a voice text and I was just like, oh, hey there, my name's Aaron Schenk. You may remember me from certain roles as vice president of the DAR board of directors, serving gas at Circle K, pouring your drinks at the Lost Dog. I'm now your septic you know, specialist. And, and, um, and it kind of evolved from there. And, and so much, you know, there's, there's a saying, there's a philosophy, if you want to call it that, in real estate that if you stay within someone's flow, um, you know, and so that's why, especially in Durango, people who aren't really even your closest friends, when they find out you're getting divorced, you're having a kid, you're getting married, um, your parents are retiring and thinking of moving in Durango, all of a sudden they're in, the, they're in your life. Well, imagine that, they're a realtor, you know, um, and they see a business opportunity and, and there's so many realtors, there's like 427 realtors in, in Durango Area Association of Realtors. There's a lot of competition. There's the 80-20 rule. I mean, you know, 20% are doing 80% of the business. However, it's, it's hard. So you want to stay in that flow. And so we brought that to the septic industry. And so it's like Ball Septic, for example, has been in business for over 50 years. The original people who started Ball have not owned it for 20 years or so. Um, but there's a lot of people that are like, well, that's who they used because that's who they've always used. So you had to kind of interrupt um, and or disrupt, you know, and, and, and there, and there's, you know, superior septic and, 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 um, Durango septic and, uh, Southwest septic. Um, and you got Lapew um, over in, in, uh, Montezuma County, you know, people use who they're going to use. And, um, but we saw, it's like, well, <laughs> when people think of shit, well, um, they should think of Aaron Shank. Um, and I, and I joke about it, but it's like, but that's, and so the shooting the shit with Shank videos, you know, I have four, five loyal follow, followers worldwide. Um, I, you know, you're I, looking at one of them, uh, but I mean, I've got, you know, I've got a, I've got a YouTube channel that I think I literally have like five followers, but it's, but I post it on Facebook and, and to me, it's fun. I mean, Mark and Megan jokes. They're like, do you even work? Cause I always send them these videos when I'm out in the field, but I show up to a job. And we dig out a tank. And what's over the, the access to the tank but a sprinkler line? And it's like, really? It, you know, and so much of our industry, it's people don't want to think about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to experience it because it is. It's gross. Um, and it's like taboo to talk about everybody poops, you know? And, and so it's like, oh, I don't know. And, and then you get couple that with the growth that Durango and La Plata County has seen – and you have so many people that have come to our area that have they didn't even know what a septic system was right. until they bought their 40 acres out in Hesperus. And they're like, I don't even know what's going on here, you know? And um, and so so we saw an opportunity to where through through you know the combination, it, it's like the Mark Mark's, you know, his marketing genius and um, and, and his way with numbers and, and his ability to see these opportunities. Megan's amazing ability to, to really just keep it all together and, and be the glue and, and, and you know, be, be picking this up and filing this over here and spinning so many plates um, on top of being a mom and, and, and everything else that she does. 
Um, and then, you know, me, my, I guess, you know, my ability to just understand it. I mean, to understand how it works. I mean, so, so you asked me, nobody, I don't have a buddy that just taught me septic. Well, I, I took classes. I mean, they were predominantly online courses, but a lot of it, 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 for whatever reason, I don't know why it just made sense. It clicked, yeah. And and then, as jobs came along, I was like, oh, I don't know the answer to that, but I've got that friend that I used to bartend with at Francisco's, or there's that client of mine that I sold him that house, you know, 15 years ago, or you know, whatever. And so, and to me, I'm like, I don't, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to ask and. Um, and, and just constant education, you know, in real estate, you're, you're constantly having to take CE credits and, 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 and stay educated and learn, you know, what's new with contracts and, and just so much within the industry. So it was kind of already instilled in right. me that constant learning. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I, I have a laundry list of, of certification, well, not all certifications, but there's a couple certifications and things that I just want to learn this winter if I have downtime, um, because like, you know, it's the, I want to be your trusted advisor within the septic industry. Yeah. And if I don't know the answer or I don't have the ability, I mean, I've had jobs where, you know, we joke, yeah, fake it till you make it. Maybe I was doing a little bit of faking thinking, not so much faking, but like taking on learning. more. Cause it was learning. Cause I was, and I was accelerated learning. Um, and you know, I, I, a great example. I had a job, you know, I was doing all of it. I was running the excavator. It was before we had met up with our, we've got two excavators that work for, work for us now and work with us. And, um, before we had met with them, um, I was running the excavator. I'm installing the system. It, it was, and literally doing all like of it. doing all of it. And, um, and I hit the power main going from the pole to the house, blew the transformer, killed power to like four neighbors, miraculously didn't die. And I like called Megan and was like trembling. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm in over my head. I cannot do this. And I was nervous. I was afraid that the client was going to fire us, that I was going to tank the mountain septic name. Um, that I was questioning what, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I really doing? Like, you know, cause Mark and Megan would look at me when, when we got that job, they were like, do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, of course it's gluing some pipe together. I mean, I'm, I'm giving the plans from an engineer. I'm just reading blueprints and I'm putting it together. Um, but I was in way over my head. And so I called a local excavator that had helped us out with some previous jobs who'd been doing it for 45 years, 50 years, I've been doing it before I was even a twinkle in my parents' eye. And I was like, Steve, I need some help. And I let him rag me a little bit. And I, I, you know, played along and let him give me shit. And then we paid him a bunch of money and he came in and saved my ass and he completed the job. And then I went and owned it up to the homeowner. And I was like, you're not going to pay this extra cost. Our bid is our, our we're, you're going to owe what we said it was going to cost but I want you to know that it's going to take a little bit longer because I'm, I'm in over my we head. Need, yeah. I'm bringing in somebody else. And, um, and, and she appreciated the honesty. Um, I mean, I don't know deep down what she thinks of me, but at the end um, we got a good review from her and she, she respected the fact she was like, you know, you 
you owned up to the fact that you're in over your head and you found someone to do the job. Now, looking back, I'd smoke that job and wouldn't look back. I mean, it'd be great. But at the time, um, and, you know, like my good friend Michael Jordan used to always say, he wasn't the greatest um, and made all those baskets. He was, you know, the greatest basketball player ever. Yeah, that's right. Better than LeBron. But because he made all the shots, it's because of all the ones he missed. Yeah. I mean, that's where you learn. I mean, and so the growth that you've seen, that, that we've seen with Mountain Septic, is a lot of it is we've taken a risk. We've taken a leap. We've had a lot of firsts. You know, we had in the first two years of business. So in, in 18 months, we hit our six-year financial goal. Wow. Which brought me into equal partnership. Um, and, you know, and... and we structured it to where, you know, either over six years or once we hit certain financial goals that I would earn ownership in the company. And, um, and through the three of us, um, and then eventually some staff and employees that we've hired on, um, I mean, huge help. I mean, they've been a huge part of, of our success, of course. We couldn't have done it without them because um, we can only be so many places at right. once. Um the it 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 allowed us and we, and we met those goals and um but with that it shifted and altered and tested mark and megan and i's friendships um on so many levels um we have made plenty of mistakes we've spent money in places where we were like well that was stupid um the you know we we try really hard to inevitably you share in your failures but to share in your successes yeah um, which you, is harder actually than sharing in your failures it's so hard you know i i was paid a huge compliment by summit supply one of our prominent i mean it's where we get 95 percent of our materials um and they paid me a huge compliment recently and um and and i immediately called mark and megan because I'm the one that, that they deal with. I'm the one that's in there buying the parts. I mean, you know, they see Mark and Megan occasionally. Um, and But, you know, I'm, I mean, it's, it's not that they don't interact with them. But I'm there like four days a week. Right. And, um, and so they shared that with me. And I, and I immediately, you know, and, and it was like, well, I called Megan. She's like, you got to tell Mark this, you know. And, and so it's like you got to share in those successes. Because I try and be modest because nobody likes nobody likes a arrogant you know people someone who gloats and you know i mean that's i don't i i think most people don't find that an honorable trait but you got to toot your own horn sometimes well they like authenticity well put for sure um and i think that sometimes i can i can be loyal and modest to a fault um but you know but it's um isn't it wild how steep the learning curve is in business ownership. Oh, like I'm sitting here listening to your story and I'm like, Oh, I've been there, been there. You know, mine looks different. Sure. I don't have to physically hit a power line, but I've hit plenty of my own power sure. line. Well, and I've seen your growth and I've seen, and, and, and you're active on social media too. And whenever you're active on social media, if people aren't happy, they share it. Yep. And, and then, and then it's this like, so people get, it's just media in general. People hear what they want to hear and, you know, and, and, you know, there's a, there's a couple individuals that when we started the company, I mean, even 
my mom and mom, I love you. And you are my biggest supporter. She looked at me and said, you know, Aaron, just remember, it's okay if this doesn't work yeah. out. And like, what a mom thing to say. That is, yeah. Like, like, thanks. Thanks, mom. You know, like at the time it was, it made me mad. It, uh, it lit this fire that it was like, well, I am definitely going to prove you wrong then. <laughs> right. Um, but it also was good to know that if it, if it didn't, if it doesn't work out, well, my mom's still going to love me, but, you know, but <laughs> at least we have that. At least right? we have that. Yeah. But I mean, but there were, there, there were a couple realtors that straight, that were like, do not work with mountain septic. They're going to steal your clients. Because they thought you were going to be doing more of the real estate stuff. Doing more of the real estate stuff. I stepped. I thought I was going to do both, and within six months, I was like, "Ha! Yeah, right. I can't do both. There is no way I could do both." Yeah. And and I started referring all my clientele out in real estate because I was like, "You don't want to work with me." And of course, twenty twenty one would have been my banner year in real estate. Um. And I was stepping into the president position role with on the dartboard. I was going to be traveling the country, like I was. I I everything I'd worked so hard for in real estate was finally. I was getting repeat business and referrals. All of it was paying off. And um, to bring it back to you had commented earlier, the social perception of what. Um, like really, you're gonna work with a septic, septic company? A septic yeah, company. Um, that was one thing my mom said. So who did I call? Well, I talked to Liz, of course, uh, my wife. But then I called my mom, and I was like, I, I just, I just, I don't know what to do. And she helped me weigh all those options. And she was like, you know, the, you know, the the money mate. You're you're probably gonna take a, a pay cut at first, but you will inevitably, very likely, make more. Um, you know, and, and this and that, but one thing she said, she was like, but then there's that public perception. And I was like, well, a lot of the public holds realtors just a step above <laughs> lawyers. Maybe worse so, than <laughs> you know, so, and I joke, but it's, you know, but it's like, but, but, you know, there, it, it's, um, to a degree it's true. And, um, you know, because a, a, there's a public, not everyone thinks this, of course, but there's, there is a viewpoint that like, oh, you go into real estate. It's like, you've seen those pictures where it's like w- what my mom thinks I do, yeah. what, you know, what um, society thinks I do. It's like what my mom thinks I do. I'm sitting at a desk at a computer and what society thinks I'm do. I'm rolling in a swimming in a pool full of cash <laughs> yeah. and what I'm really doing. And it's like a picture of Charlie from always in philadelphia or whatever and there's like all this stuff problem solving like problem solving you know and and it's um always sunny in philadelphia whatever that show is but you know the um the public perception and what i realized you know i mean there's a there, within the industry there's a joke that it's like oh god how can you do it like you smell that every day it's like i just smell money right to a degree i do um Smell money, but really, I actually don't smell anything. I could eat my lunch next to an opaque septic tank, and I do on on a regular. Has that basis. always been the case, or you gotten used to it? Oh, the brain it flips a switch. If I smell your septic, it's bad. Um, I just don't smell it because you've mean, done it enough. I get yeah. The bra- well, it's just the the brain has a way of um, of just it turns it off. I don't know. It just like I don't. I mean. If I stick my nose down into a tank and I take a big breath and be like, oh, my God, that's fucking gross. But 
I walk up and it's like, sure, I smell it, but it just doesn't have the same, you know, now today, about half an hour before I got here, um, I was replacing a cistern and, but there's a sewer line running over the top of the cistern and we were demoing the old cistern. We're putting in a new one and we're trying really hard to not disrupt this sewer line. We're putting the new tank in where the sewer line doesn't go on top of their drinking water source, which would make sense. Um, but we ended up having to cut the line. We'll come to find out that line was backed up. And as I cut it, effluent, poop water starts spraying out of the pipe. Not onto me, fortunately. Um, my excavator about threw up in the hole he was digging. And to me, I was just, it just, I mean, it was gross, but I was like. Another day at the office. You know, whatever. Um, you know, I mean, I, people are like, oh my God, like, you know, how, how can you, you can't eat you can't eat foods with your hands. I'm like, well, I wash my hands and yeah. I have sanitizer and I wear gloves in certain instances that you know, I mean it's um there's a level of um you know, I've also slept in the dirt and slept in jail and like there's certain things that I, I guess I can to- I can tolerate yeah. a little more. Um but um but the public perception piece I realized like that's such a small part of it. And if, if I'll use you as an example, but if you were like, wow, Aaron, and you chose to like judge me or look at me as a lesser person because of it, well then I'm better off not hanging around you. Yeah. I'll, but you know, what's great when your septic backs up, I'm going to come and pump it and you're going to gladly pay me a big check. I mean, you know, and so it, it's, um, I just think it's so important for people to hear, like, you know, and I, and I think because really it's so many people, I think, get held back from their dreams because of what they think people will think of them. Absolutely. And who cares? My dad told me one time, I'll never forget it. I was in middle school and I was getting bullied and I was all insecure or whatever. And we're, we were driving. And uh, my dad told me, you'll care a lot less what people think of you when you realize how little they do. And, You're not on their mind oh, at all. So true. That's so true. And, and it's you, like so freeing to realize that, you know, and, and, and I just think that, and I, I think one of the coolest things about watching your journey too, especially with mountain septic has been the fact that you've taken this great personality and applied it to a septic business. Like I remember forever ago watching your real estate, YouTube content marketing videos. Right. I even told you like, dude, keep that up. Like right. consistency matters. And you know, now I see that transition into the septic business with this, this shooting the shit with shank, you know, YouTube series. And I, you're at like, you gotta be creeping up to episode. Well, you know what I just realized, um, holiday weekend threw me off. Today's Tuesday. And I didn't post my shooting the shit with shank. video. Well, here's your accountability check. Um, But, and so how many episodes have you done? Um, I think today would be 122. Yeah. And it's been once a week since april 1st of 2021 it's unbelievable um, with the occasional bonus feature on a friday or a random day where i have fun but like i i have fun with it and it is i mean one of the, one of the biggest compliments so if anyone that's on you uh good morning america is listening to this podcast that really is my goal with these videos is i want to be on good morning america nobody wa- i don't know who watches that show i'll make sure i'll make sure to tag them when yeah, i post the podcast <laughs> no but i but it's like i i want to be interviewed for it i don't know i just think it was like how i don't know i for well, some but, reason i think that'd be so cool but the but if you stick with it you could be that's what i think is so neat is like i was telling my wife that you know this is a new endeavor for me the the podcast even and i was telling my wife all I have to do is an episode a week 
for the next 20 years. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh, for sure. And, and I, mean, I mean, people will notice and all of a sudden I'll have an audience. And, you I know, mean, just in the last like month, I've had people, a friend of mine I went to college with that's, that's known me for 20 years was like, we, we'd kind of fallen out of touch the last couple of years. And I, we talked on Friday night and he's like, wait, what? you're doing what i'm like well here and so i send him a couple videos and he's laughing and he's making fun of me he's like this is amazing he's like i'm going to share and market and spread the word and you know and and they're you know i mean i um i mean they're silly and and probably two-thirds or three-quarters of them are actually educational and and but it's i mean you've watched them but it's like a lot of it is you know coming back to like one of our um uh kind of goal or um i wanted to say mantra but that's not the right word pieces of mountain septic it's all about education what i was saying earlier nobody wants to talk about it nobody you know but a lot of it it's like if i can troubleshoot if you and nicole were having an issue with your septic well of course of course i want you to pay me to come out and fix it but to be totally honest i'm so busy if i could spend 15 minutes on the phone with you through a little bit of education allow you to solve the problem yourself I'd rather do that. I'd rather educate you and let you know because to me, there's nothing more empowering than to be able to do it myself. I mean, I, you know, um, you got to ask for help sometimes and being able to allow yourself to rely on other people is great. But like I try and teach, especially my daughter right now, this, like she gets so upset when I, she brings all her toys down from her room and then it's like, put them all back. And she's like, I want you to help me. I'm like, but I didn't help you bring them down, you know? And, and I'm walking that fine line of being an asshole dad. Um, cause she is only six. She'll be seven on Friday, but like it's a balance. And so then I talked to her and some people laugh, like you're talking to your seven year old like this, but I, I talked to her. I'm like, look, you know, like you need to be, you have to be able to rely on yourself there. It is so empowering and, and, and to follow your dreams, you know, not be, not be afraid of what, other people are going to think you should be afraid of what you're going to think about yourself and what you're doing. Are you really proud of yourself? Are you really okay with whatever it is that you're doing? Cause if you're okay with it, that's what's important. Yeah. And, and then, and then like, not that. And so I'll help her cause I'm not, a, cause I'm, you're still a dad. I'm still <laughs> a dad, but I try and teach her. I'm like, there may be a day where, well, there will be a day where you're not living with us and you're going to have to put this stuff away on your own. And there might not be. And, and there might be instances where, you know, like, I, you know, I knew how to change a tire on a car like way before I could dr- legally drive a car. And that's my goal. You know, and I have friends who are amazing, smart individuals, but they don't know their way around a hammer. Right. And that's fine. They have skills that I don't. So it's not a judgment. But to me, there's, there's, there's power. And so if I can give you the education and I can show you a couple things without necessarily undermining my business, sure. um, I think that's empowering. Well, you'll end up with clients for life. And that's one of the things. It's been fun to watch, you know, because you know, obviously I'm, I do marketing professionally. I've got a degree in it. I've, I've worked with hundreds of, you know, small businesses all over the country. And well, I tell people all the time, especially when it comes to social media and content marketing, selling is no longer an option. We have basically three choices. We can either educate, entertain, 
or inspire. And that's what's been so fun to watch you with Mountain Septic is this idea of like doing exactly that. You're educating and entertaining and inspiring in a lot of ways, by the way. Um, Thanks. But in an authentic way. And I think it's been so fun for me to see. I've got this idea where because I've I've seen it firsthand with my transition out of corporate world into business ownership and uh, opportunities where I've gotten to like lean into my personality. But basically this idea of we have to go where we're celebrated, not where we're tolerated. And for some of us, right. we have to create that, you know, sure. like we just have to build it. Sure. And that's what's been fun for me to watch is like you've leaned into this personality while also running a septic business. And it kind of comes back into, though, this whole it's actually kind of interesting now that I'm, I'm trying to articulate it, but a lot of the sort of themes that we've had conversations about with like having to feel our emotions and like being vulnerable and, you know, these things being the face of the business as well. Uh, it's a tough spot to be in, you know, like, because you are in a lot of ways, the brand, you know, like you guys did so many things right with the branding that you built, you know, the strong web presence, even just the, the like having a clean, the clean trucks. I mean, right. it was clear. We wash on. our trucks every week. We have a, we used That's to do unique. it, but we've got a guy. Well, and part of it was, I won't name any names, but we saw some of our competitors and you're like, that's Oof. real. That's gross. Well, yeah, what we do is gross. But like, so I'll always remember my grandfather, I was a kid. He lived in Houston and this guy comes walking up to the front door and he, he tried to sell, he was like, raking leaves or doing work on a neighbor's property. And my, and my grandparents lived in kind of an effluent neighborhood uh, off Memorial in Houston. And this guy comes over and my grand and I, my grandfather's, you know, talking to him and the guy leaves. And, and my mom was like, what was that about? He's like, Oh, well he, you know, he wanted to, he was offering, you know, his work. And, um, and she's like, you're talking to him for a while. It's like, well, I let him know a few things, you know, the work that you do is dirty. But if you're going to try and sell yourself, you need to at least be presentable. And so if I were to stumble upon you in the field during work, that would be one thing for you to try and sell yourself. But if you're going to come and knock on my door and try and earn my business, like be, be presentable. And so for us, it's like we get comments all the time. Our shiny, clean trucks come rolling onto the property. Do they get dirty? Absolutely. But we clean them once a week. We, I mean, we've got and now we've got now we've got a guy, this great guy Ryan. He comes once a week and he washes all three. He washes our pump trucks and my and my pickup and and it's great and it's one less thing. I don't have to have my guys do it for for the longest time. We had them do it and it's like end of their work week. They just want to go home. Yeah, and it's I like, bet Ryan's making a killing you gotta, too. You got You got to wash the truck. Yeah, but that's what's like. Those are those difference makers that are are so significant, and I'm so glad you're talking about them because. Uh, you know, back to one of my dadisms, one, you know, one of the things that my dad always taught me, but th the difference between good and great is that much. And he would always, you know, he gestures yeah. to his fingers and, and no one's willing to do that much. Washing the trucks. No big deal. Huge impact. Right. Huge impact. Everybody has noticed it. And I think that it's so fun to like hear from your perspective, the thought process behind that of like, you know, the because it, what it shows is that you have pride of your work. Pride oh, in your business, hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, and, and another another piece, you know, just speaking to you know some of our our pillars of success, if you want to call them that, communication, um, and this is just across the board in the contractor world, especially locally. There's a shortage of contractors in so many fields, 
and we're a growing community substantial like, like very much so since the pandemic you know we've seen so much growth and and um and people are so busy that I, I like I didn't get it at first but I now understand like it is a lot of work to respond to every inquiry and what we've found is just a response even just an email it really doesn't take much just answering the phones um and and I've been on jobs I've gotten the job I'm there with the you know so they call on a Monday and we answer the phone and then we book the job I'm there the following Monday working on their property with the customer client standing right there phone rings I kid you not this has happened more than once you know oh hey yeah this is John oh yep actually Mountain Septic you know answered the call and I've got him here doing the work but I appreciate the call back and I'm like who was that they're like oh that was so and so company that I called the Friday before I called you on nah. Monday and they're now calling me back and it's just it's it's I love it because we're we're turning that into a win but it's it's not that they're I understand them not answering the phone too because it's exhausting. I but mean, it's the difference between good and great. But, it, but it's like it's like if you know, and and um, it's the you know, we're guilty of all three of us are OCD type A personalities, which and good friends. So good luck. Um, and it 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 comes with its pros. There's there's some you know cons. Is sometimes it's um, Mark always said from the very beginning. Strong, per, strong opinions loosely held. Um, Ooh, I like that. And um, and it's oh, sometimes it's like, oh, god damn it, no, but but it's true, because ask anyone who knows me well, I do have strong opinions, um, but it's okay. I mean, I've been wrong once before, and it was because I thought I was wrong, but um, I mean, really. It, it, it's it's okay. I, I can't I can't be right all the time. I can't be my way or the highway. Right. And there's certain individuals hearing me say this, and are probably smiling right now. But it is. It's true. You know. It's um, and so it's that strong opinions loosely held. I want my employees to have strong opinions. Yeah. I really do. But I they also need to understand, just like I need to understand that. It won't always be what the, the path we take. Right. Um, and that's hard. We, we tried to do that here. Just today, we had a conversation at our, at our conference table. Of, you know, our production department's pretty busy right now. And, you know, they brought to me some ideas. And we had to have those conversations like, well, it's not as simple as that. Right. You know, like, we have to look at it this way, this way, that way. Sure. I've got to make sure we all get paid. Sure. You know, like, there's there's all these complexities to it. But it was nice to at least have, like, you know, the the – I feel like whenever my team pushes back on me, I feel like there's a really good indicator that we have a healthy culture because they feel like they can be like, hey, Ben, ah, this isn't working. Like, like, what if we did it that way or whatever? I love it when that happens. You know, it's a good – I like that because I don't know that – when I get pushback, I struggle. I don't like being told – um, that I'm wrong or that I'm not. Well, I'm never wrong. Things, it's just right? pushback. No, I'm kidding. No, but, but, but it, but that's, that's that. I think that's, you just inspired me, Ben. I mean, that's very, um, I, that's big because th that, that is, I mean, if, if, 
if everyone's just, yep, yeah, okay, what, we'll just do whatever you want. We're just going to make you happy or or the other way. And you're like, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's do that too and do that too. And now else, you know, I mean, you're, you're going to do 100 things. You're doing 100 things. I mean, it's like I, I think of, I was in, you know, bartending in restaurants for so many years. Um, and back when, um, oh, what was the name of the show? But Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. Um, and he'd back when it was like in England, like the original show, and he'd go into these restaurants, you know, and and he's like, "What is going on here? You have four thousand items on your menu. Like, no wonder you're going under. Your kitchen is flooded because you have so much." And I think that's it's so real in business, you know. You start taking all these ideas, and trust me, we've had those conversations. The squirrel and, syndrome, you know, and whether it's Mark, usually it's Mark or I. Um, Megan has pretty much always been kind of the the grounding um but you know and she's the more conservative one i'm definitely the risk taker and mark's very much like i think it's a great opportunity and it's potential world domination so we should let's do it yeah and and um and and but you can't do it all and we've you know we've we expanded into farmington um uh into new mexico this last year um and Due to some some different stuff and, and an employee moving on um, recently, we realized we have to kind of reel that back a little bit because now with our current staff, we're slammed up here. It's not that we're not working in Farmington. It's not that we're not going to continue that business, but you have to be conscious. Have to focus, that, yeah. You know, of where your focus is at. And, that, and I think that we work sometimes too – I feel we put – I've, I sometimes put too much energy into it, but it's like, where is my focus? And remembering that, like, to be present with my kids, to be, you know, I mean, you, same, you and Nicole, you know, you're a double income, three kids, double income, two kids. Both of you work full time. Um, and, it's, and then it's finding time for that relationship. You know, yeah. I think back to the days of when, like, I was bartending and Liz was, was working at um, the straight or doing banquets and we didn't have kids. We didn't even have a dog. And it was like, we'd have a day off. And like, I mean, it was just, it was, it just was so different. And now it's like, Oh my God, I got some time. Like, sweet. I'm going to go to the studio. She's going to go read a big book. My mom <laughs> has the kids, but it's like remembering to be there and, and like, where's your focus? And, I don't know. It's, um, you know, I feel that Mountain Septic has grown and what Mark and Megan and I and, and our and our staff, our, our crew, what we've experienced is um, in the last two and a half years is a lot of people. It, it's that's five, ten years. Worth. I was just going to say, like, did you ever think that you'd be this far in this quickly? So, yes and no. I believed in Mountain Septic, and I believed that the power, the three of us, like, we are only as strong as our sum, or, or whatever that's The saying. sum of its parts the is greater sum. than its whole? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that together, I mean, I, I, from, from day one, and I knew, I mean, I think there was, we had some misconceptions on when we were going to, like, because we, we had a lot of upfront investment. Yeah. Of, like, those pump trucks are, you know, they're quarter million dollar trucks that, you know, we, we make payments on. I mean, it's, um, and you know, there's, and, and if they're not rolling, 
if their wheels aren't turning, they're, they're costing, costing money. us money, yep. you know? And so it's finding that balance. Um, um, but I, I always believe from, from before when we still thought we were going to buy the other company before we, we didn't, they backed out and we started our own. I knew we were going to be successful. I believed in my heart we were going to be successful. I just, it was like when my mom said that, made that comment and was like, you know, it's okay if it doesn't work out. I almost laughed because I was like, I know why you're saying it because you're, you, you want me to know that you're there. But I'm like, that's just, that's not going to happen. I just like, I, I know it. Like it is fact. Like it's almost like I've seen the future. I know this is going to work. Um, the challenges that I've been faced with, of course, you know, in, in two and a half years, um, I've, I've, had the most growth in my, not only has the company grown, but my relationship with my wife, I lost my best friend, you know, my, I mean, so many, so many challenges and, um, and, and it, but it's like, it's, um, I don't know if it gets easier with time is the right, right way to say it, but it, um, it's, it, it's just all part of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm learning. It's like, it's, um, I don't know. It's worth it. I, I, it's like having children. It's the greatest challenge I've ever accepted and I wouldn't change it for the world, even though they drive me absolutely bonkers. Sometimes, um, the joy they bring me is so worth it. And that's, it's like this business I do. I mean, even before I had ownership, um, and it created some tough conversations because I wasn't so much overstepping my bounds as, I wasn't an owner yet. I've always been treated as an owner from day one, but I wasn't. But that's that's the, my commitment to this company and to our our idea and to our vision, and and that it doesn't need to be a shitty job. It doesn't. Um, and I I I love any job has its days, and some days are frustrating. I just finished an install that I hope I never have to talk about again. <laughs> it challenged me mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, it had me questioning what I'm doing here. I mean, it was, it, it was really, really hard. But the growth that I got from that, what I learned from that is priceless. And, and, I, and I love that. And it made this weekend with my family in the mountains and today on a different job that much better because it's like sweet all right what's the new challenge what's 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 the next hurdle we got to jump over oh that wasn't that bad homeowners that are like oh my god like you really need to come out here this you know and i probably come off as arrogant sometimes so i'm like that's well, not really that big yeah. of a deal and they're like but it's backing up and there's like shit pooling in my yard and like god i'm like well, it's not a big deal. We get our jetter over here, and we're gonna shove it down this hole and run some water down there and pump it out, and boom, you're fixed. And get it like, done. Just get it done, and it, and it comes back to that mindset of all these challenges, whether it's through sobriety, losing Dave, um, working, being married, working within relationships, friendships with business partners um with family members raising kids whatever it is it's like well i get to feel all the feels um do i want to work through this angry 
or do I want to find a way through it? And some things in the last eight, nine months I've learned, I'm like, I guess I don't really need that in my life anymore. Or I don't, you know, or I don't, or I, I've, you know, I've, I've drawn some lines in the sand in certain relationships. Um, I, I question everything now. Um, and it's good. It's scary sometimes, but it's good. I question everything where I'm like, why like i've caught myself responding like going into old habits and responding in certain relationships a certain way and then i get off the phone and i'm like why did i say that i don't feel that way right you know um so i don't know and i and i and all of this i feel is um you know this job you know it's like um if you had told me when i was working at the lost dog um that this is what I was going to be doing, I would have laughed you out of the bar. Um, but I love it. And, it, and, and there are certain people that, that, that reach out to me all the time that, are, that ask me different questions. And, and if I don't, and I don't know the answer, then I learn about it and I educate myself. And maybe that education is that's not for me. Maybe that education is that's not something we need to be doing. I've got a, a colleague, um, Matt runs uh, Phillips Electric, who's, He's taught me so much because we do. There's a lot of there's a lot of systems that involve electricity, um, uh, whether it's a pump, an aeration pump, or or a lift station pump, and there's certain things and work and stuff that needs to be done. And they are slammed. They are so busy, and and we send them a lot of business, and, and um, we've got a great working relationship. And there have been times where he's like, "Dude, you can do this," and he pays it forward. He gives me troubleshoots with me over the phone shows me comes to a job and shows me it's like this is all you have to do and then right. i see it because to me it's like oh electricity like i just can't touch it and now i'm like oh i mean i did the electric the electrical in my bathroom don't tell the county but i mean <laughs> no but i mean it's you know it's um i don't know what i'm trying to say here but um i i do i enjoy i enjoy my job and i'm and i am i'm really proud of what we've done and Tomorrow there'll be another challenge, um, but you know it's like uh, with kids. You know, are you really having fun if no one's getting hurt? Right. I mean, it's like, are, are are you really are you really learning if you're doing everything right? Um, and no, the answer is no. Um, I mean, you can be lucky, um, and you know I've seen what you've done with the Scent Digital and 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 when you know you were working for the paper and like and I I've. You know, I've seen your growth, and, and I, I don't know all the stories, but, like, I know you wouldn't be – and I've seen a lot of growth recently, and it's cool. I, I think it's awesome. And I, but I also know that, like, you know, there's this idea of, like, overnight success. Well, it wasn't overnight. 20 years' worth of work. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't overnight. It's just all of a sudden people notice. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it just happened overnight. And it's like, no, <laughs> no. Um, the iceberg thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Aaron, thank you so much. Yeah, man. I really, it's, I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I hope you know how much I learn from you and how much I appreciate, you know, you sharing your story, letting me learn a little bit about, you know, not only business, but life and everything. And I just, I just really appreciate it. I do have, um. 
an inspire by example shirt right on for you sweet because you inspire me cool. and uh Thanks, i just man. i just i just love watching you it's win it's a triple xl <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a medium no yeah. <laughs> uh but i love watching you win i hope you know you know you've got a huge fan on this side of the table and just keep doing what you're doing cuz people are paying attention to it it's so fun to see the good that you're doing the perspective that you're bringing the business that you're building and uh, I just want you to know it's just awesome. I just really appreciate you. Right on. Well, thanks for having me on, Ben. And, and this is great. I look forward to listening to more of these. So It's awesome. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Thank appreciate you, Aaron. It. Yeah, man. All right. Let me just stop this.